Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills Malangone, and I am with the lovely. Introduce yourself there. I'm John Mills Malangone. For the record. Richard's amazing husband. My amazing husband, and he is here for another week of the pod, and we are so happy that you have decided to join us. I mean, it's an honor, really. (laughs) Well, you know, it's been a busy week, you guys. We just went through Christmas, and we did, let's talk about real quick, before we dive in, how was your Christmas, John Anthony? Did you uh, like this year's Christmas? Yeah, it was nice. We talked about it. Christmas is always like a a time of reflection. Mm. And, uh, you yeah. know, some sad things come up. It's, you're probably well aware as the therapist you are. But it was good. It was well, quiet and we had some really great time with friends of ours. You can't bullshit a therapist. We cooked some amazing food. It yeah, nice. it was so nice. That was so nice, you guys. He made you made some lasagna. Yeah, I I have. We a, had. I'm a, gonna call. A, it, I'm gonna go go ahead and call it a disorder. I can't just like make a meal. I have to spend two days making a meal that nobody knows. I spent two days. But making. that's because you're the Italian stallion that you are in the kitchen. Yeah. You guys, I grew up poor, and we only had a few things: rice and beans. Is that boring? Yeah. Rice and beans and chili and a few other things. Mm. And I I won't eat rice and beans. Well, maybe I will. They have to be decorated up with some nice stuff. But I married somebody who's absolutely amazing and gifted in the in the kitchen. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about all the things that you made. You made some lasagna. Yeah. You made chicken parm. I knew mm-hmm. that was going to happen. I mean, I don't think people know what goes in the love. What you, there's a saying. I put my foot in it. I definitely put my foot in it. That and lasagna had like a like a four hour ragu. You guys, it takes forever for him to make food, and so I will never. I I mean, how many things you make food all the time? Yeah, I walk out for my sessions in the middle, and there is. There is a soup. It's it's a compulsive disorder. I will if I have like a half hour between meetings. I'm I'm like making bone broth and soup. And (laughs) I walk out and I have it's so good, you guys. So I want to thank you for all your hard work yesterday. Sure. You cooked and I cleaned, Mm -hmm. and the boys came over, and we had some very festive holiday drinks. Oh, we sure did. We had a a what was it a not a cranberry margarita. No. Not it was a cranberry. Like some sort of white Cosmo. It was a white Cosmo. And it was good. It was delicious. And then you made a holiday sangria. What was that? I mean, it was good. There was like cinnamon sticks. I mean, my, so my, apples. my friend posted this like for Thanksgiving. So we've made it like a, probably four times since. It's white wine, mm. triple sec, mm. brandy. Mm. Um, I made some homemade cinnamon flavored simple syrup, ginger beer. What else is in it? Apple cider. Mm. It's so fucking good. You guys, am I allowed to curse on this? I well, we're not supposed to because the FCC. But you know, every once in a while, I don't have time to bleep it out. And most, if you're, I love it when a parent gets upset 
when their kid like when their kids are cursing and i'm like yeah it's, where, they learned it from where do you, you think they learned it yeah where did they learn it boo boo what are curse why are they so expressive why are i we, don't know people feel very like very i mean i read something that it says that people who curse are actually have a higher level of emotional intelligence mm. so I, I you know i curse like a sailor when I get excited, I I get happy happy cursing, but the boys came over, Tom and Mike. So our friend uh, Tom may or may not be looking for a surrogate friendship, because <laughs> we may be we may be stepping out of the country. But we're not leaving the country. I mean, I, the, it might feel like it. It might feel like it. But um, so we got up and you. I said no gifts, but you got me. We, you got us a little gift for each other, which is, uh, which is robes. Yeah. But the irony is that Mike and Tom, what did they get each other for th- Christmas? Well, robes. One of them surprised one with a robe. I think so. Mm, how nice. So that was fun, right? Mm-hmm. And then. It was just, it was such a good evening. And then we had, what was, oh, we had this holiday sangria. Yeah. We took some down to the front desk. Apparently there the night was. Oh, we made those martinis. We made funfetti martinis. But they were supposed to be Roosevelt, Roosevelt. (laughs) Red velvet. Red velvet martinis. What's a Roosevelt martini? A red velvet martini. It was so good, you guys. So good, delicious, delicious, nutrish. We were so excited to to partake in that. And then the boys brought over some cookies and we had some quiches and all those things. So I felt like this year's Christmas was like uh, a little, it just felt very heavy, right? For me. Yeah. And all day I was like, (laughs) John, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? And then my little anxiety brain's like, oh my God, is he okay? Is he like having a moment? And you just said, I'm just having a hard time this year. Yeah. And I said, you know what that did for me when you said that? It made me go, oh, I believe what he's saying and it makes sense. But you're like, sometimes you're just like, you are the type where you can read something's wrong on your face, <laughs> but that's the way it is. So, you guys, it was a holiday experience, and I'm so glad that I got to spend it with you today. Um, and it was good. So, what, what, what else do we want to kind of talk about? I'm looking at our history. And our history is not coming up. So we may, it just says, um, it, it's not, it's taking us to not, I'll have to come back to that at a later time. Apparently nothing happened from the 21st to the, to the, um, the 26th of January. So, well, it's, um, it's pretend you're working week, right? I guess, I guess gay history stopped. So (laughs) we stopped there, right? So gay people did not exist. um, For for, centuries, we've been doing nothing between Christmas and New Year's. We've been doing nothing. And what is, I'm just so, why is this, like, I don't know. Anyway, so that's what it is. I don't know what it is. 
that's what it is. We're supposed to have today. Well, you know what we should do? Today, I'm just going to type in. Today in gay history, um, it should be her story. But, you know, that's just the way it is. History. So, ooh. Oh, they must have, there must not be anything coming up. That's what it is. So there's nothing apparently that's happened between now and the 21st. All right, let's talk about who needs a timeout. Moms Against Marijuana are coming up against the 1,500 additional marijuana license that have been uh, given in the state of New York. It's mind-blowing. Why do we need another marijuana store in the city? I don't know. Well, they must be excited about taxes. You can get like, your lube, taxes. your poppers. <laughs> Is it good financially for the city? Because otherwise, it's total crap otherwise. I mean, I don't... I mean, I get it. Whatever. We all know I, you, kids, Richard Stan. Kids in Jersey these days will have no idea what it was like taking the train to Manhattan and buying your weed in, in, uh, I mean, in Washington Square Park. It's not Park. good. It's not good. <laughs> so, you guys... Moms Against Marijuana are coming against these. If you don't have a license, pay for the license, right? Yeah. People need to curb their dogs. That's the people who need to time out. I stepped in dog shit the other day. <laughs> and I'm walking and I like take my shoes off and there's dog shit. It's a miracle. you don't, I When I walk with you, I, I don't think you notice. I'm constantly navigating your body around piles of well, shit. Well, there's people. I am so sick. Of the people and the dog, you know where it was. Mm. Christmas Day, me and baby girl are going down to the. I'm taking her on a walk. I put her little sweater on her. Oh, oh, I had to crack my neck. We're taking her to to have her time in the dog park. Where's she at? Where's she at? She's in her little bed. Oh, she's in her bed. So, I'm taking her. For a walk in the dog park, and lo and behold, there's dog. There is dog shit, and that people don't. Apparently, people don't clean up after their dogs. I'm literally, if I see her squatting, I'm right there to pick it up. But you have some people they just they're on their phones at the dog park. Well, there's different types. There's the people that don't know because they're like distracted. And they have no idea what's going on around them. Nothing. They have no clue. And I think there's intentional. There's intentional people that are just like, I'm not. I'm just not dealing with it. I, and I don't. Tell you. Tell me what that is. That's some sort of mental disorder. I mean, they don't have a bag. But I would say, excuse me. Do you have a little bag? Well, the other day I was walking on 10th, and there was a, a woman with like, um, like a greyhound or something, like a big dog, and she was on her phone. And they don't give little poops. And the dog, and she was like, the dog was doing circles, getting ready. It was obvious the dog was about to like dump, and she she was just totally, totally unaware. And the, and she's talking on the phone, and the dog's pooping, and the dog's scratching the sidewalk like he's burying it, and she's just kind of like walking. And I stopped her, and I was like, "Excuse me, your dog pooped." And she she looked so surprised that like I that like because you wouldn't have said anything I, I she looked surprised that she did, i don't think she even knew where she was she had no like she got off of ninth avenue just wandered on over so there's those that are just like in another another planet those are also the ones with the long leashes and that let their dogs approach our dog okay 
Let's and then they get snapped at, and that's their fault. Maybe it's not curbing the dog. Maybe it's the dog owners. Let's not talk about the person that she lets her dog on this eight-foot leash. Okay, folks. When your dog encounters another dog, you should probably hill your dog. That means bring them close to you. And just never go up and pet it. I used to go up and pet him all the time. Now I ask, why? Because the dog might be have some leash aggression. Or maybe they just don't want you touching their pet. Sure. And some people don't want their pets being touched. And, But some people, like the woman in the elevator, who you're like, clearly our dog, don't get, don't bring your dog in the elevator right generally people will just wait or if the owner says hey it's okay because you're blocking the dog from the other dog but this person in particular she just lets her dog roam and then what happened sean anthony uh well layla went ape shit and Mm -hmm. like i don't know if she actually bites or she just likes a big show but she sort of flips around. She barks. She doesn't bark. She sort of like growls because we know she can't bark. Um, and like shows her teeth. And she kind of like lunges at dogs. And the, and the lady freaked out. Well, when I was in the dog park the other day, somebody said, they said, they called her an African queen. She is. She is. She is. Do you know what Basenji means? What is barkless African hound? It means little bush dog. Mm, yeah. cutie i feel so like honored well that's what i've, I've been told it means i don't i don't i don't, I don't, don't be getting don't be, be getting yourself canceled <laughs> we know that's come close i'm we can talk about that at another time but all i'm saying is my african princess she's a good dog and I clean up after her. Also, so we should talk about what are people feeding their dogs? Because Layla has the politest little, tidiest little poops ever. Ever. How they're like a little, like, you pick them up. They're like solid. And then you have these dogs that come around. And it's like a scat party. And they are like blowing it out their ass. Like, <laughs> what are those dogs eating? Well, that is what happens when you are not taking care of your you're not feeding them i mean when i feed her something i'll know oh i know i know when you feed her something because her ass explodes the next day well I used to she's like the uh, the willy wonka chocolate fountain sure <laughs> well so we you just want to make sure that whatever you're feeding your dog sometimes human food is not always the best food even though she looks at me with those eyes no, she... I just don't feed her. So please make sure you curb your dog and pick up your dog waste, especially in the dog park. Um, so Seamless needs to have a timeout. I am so over Seamless. I'm over it, you guys. The, my mill is double when I order it through Seamless. I'm going to stop ordering through Seamless. It's like some, somehow it. somehow the $5 delivery fee is waived, but there's $8 in service fees and taxes that are somehow added on top. The other day, we come home. I'm 
you're I, you're making pasta because that's what you do because it's just in your bones. That that's my drunk thing. We stop it. We stop and I have to get but a you block of mozzarella, you some pasta. I was just like, I want to call. What was that? Wendy's. And get some spicy chicken nuggets. I want to get a, a spicy chicken sandwich with cheese. And some fries. I tell you what, this thing shows up. And it's cold, you guys. Literally. Ten minutes. Oh, that was rough. Ten minutes. And my food's cold. So I send some seamless, a little message. And we're watching Batteries Not Included. Took away from my whole evening. Just, I know that's like, a, it's a problem. <laughs> but they need to stop putting those service fees on there. Somebody needs to call the Attorney General and put it in the, into this madness. Delivering, it, who's, okay, Juanito, mm-hmm. who's responsible? The restaurant or Seamless? I, I don't. I don't, when know, I don't think driver, you want my opinion. <laughs> I mean, is it Uber? Or okay, but it's not. Your order was okay. And I know it wasn't the delivery guy. It was like 27 degrees out, I think, that night. I've had food delivered so much in the city. I am a pro. I just think I some just, food is never going to come hot. I, that's bullshit because i've ordered from that wendy's before i'm gonna tell you where it's over on uh 8th avenue don't order in the one between on 8th avenue between 50th and like 54th and like 50th street i think that's where it's at so i'm just gonna say seamless i'm putting a boycott for a while (laughs) No more cold chicken nuggets. Or I'll just go over to CVS and get some frozen pizza. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what else I'm over? Paying $5 for a Gatorade. <laughs> when did it become... Everything becomes so expensive. I mean, we, we've known this. $5 for a Gatorade. 5.00. But I, I appreciate it because you know how much I love... A Gatorade Zero. So I went to get him that Gatorade Zero today. Well, he's getting his hair cut. And lo and behold, he did. That's not the one you wanted. I, I asked for a Gatorade Zero. You bought me back some like electrolyte Gatorade. Well, that's. I was just trying to do an act of service. And the first thing. And it rubbed me. I don't. It's not like. I don't want to be complicated, but I don't buy drinks out at like ever it's like water or well i know you like a diet soda but like my my quick drink on the go is is a gatorade zero and you got a gatorade electrolyte which is like like it's um like salty and it's whatever electrolytes are i don't know well it was i was just trying to do an acts of service yeah so um so what's good in hell's kitchen you guys JGL Aesthetics. If you need to get your face pumped with that Botox, my boy Joey, you just make an appointment. Brianna left. She is no longer with JGL Aesthetics. She's went to go for her dreams. She's going to chase her dreams of becoming a trainer, but she's also a dancer. So I am so excited for my 
girl, Brianna. I messaged her. I said, so sad to leave you. See you leave. She said, thank you. I'm looking forward to my next chapter. Good for her. Trainers must be like really motivated though, right? Because how do you, that's not a business that scales. Um, you're paying, for, you're paying, what? you're literally pay, you're paying for your literal time. There's not like, I mean, there there's no best. residuals. There's no subscription model unless there's, a, that's what they should do. There should be a subscription I mean, there are, model. but there, if, if you go, you go to a therapist, you go see that therapist. You like that therapist. Oh, that's right. We're in Manhattan. What does a Manhattan trainer charge for an hour? I mean, I think they they charge what they charge. Like $90? $200? I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't pay a trainer. Okay. I, I don't know. But it works. And we're happy for her. But if you need to get some Botox, my Botox is finally setting in. So my, I can... Fill that. Can you see that? Yeah. You can see me move? I mean, a little. Yeah, that's because of the Botox. You guys, I discovered Botox on my 42nd birthday. And I just go in every couple months and get it done. He is so good on the dills. He can do filler. They are good. They will not push a product. They will say, let's give you what you what you need. Okay, pedicabs. NYPD is, they are wrangling them up. The pedicabs are under duress. Thank you, Eric Botcher, for making this a thing. He took it on, and now it is being spread out into the world, and we thank him for doing his good work. I think we talked about pedicabs last week. We did, but then I saw that video of they're all just getting taken off the streets. Oh, yeah. Did you... I don't know where I, I saw a video today of them loading them up on a truck. Did you send that to me? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. No, that was that was Mike. Mm. So uh, Ninth Avenue Saloon, remember we were walking down the street the other day? Yeah. Closed. Closed. What happened? I don't know, and I forgot to look it up. Well, we're going to... we. As I predicted, these gay bars are all going out. Juanita is going, getting on the gram, seeing if there's any news that we just need to... Is there anything? Oh, is that a notice? Oh, they experienced a smoke situation. Oh, is that why they were that closed? That caused damage. No fire. From the marijuana shops. They hope to be up and running by New Year's Eve. Okay. Oh. Is that I never really, really liked that place. There's I'm not nothing big, appealing about it. Well, that's what happens when you get too many in one area. It's like like it's kind of seedy, but not seedy enough to be fun. Does that make sense? It's like pretend seedy. Yeah. <laughs> pretend seedy. Yeah. Mm. It thinks it's like a hole in the wall, but it's not. I used to go there back in the day, many years ago. Well, um, so we went out afterwards to go see a drag show at balcone salon you're talking about last night christmas and you guys our girl um brita filter so good Mm -hmm. she's such a good like i apparently she was on rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. do you remember that no but i've been told i've been told to don't don't follow that show don't hate me but it's not my thing. You could show me the same episode over and over and tell me it's a new one, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, sure." Like I, I can't, I can't <laughs> process that show. 
She was good though. I think for a younger generation, it's like it's a beacon of hope. Sure, but that's not where we're at. So what? What about Britta Filter? She did. Her she knows how to lip sync. Well, she probably did lip sync for your life. Her she has a very um, I don't know if this is the word dexterous jaw like. Her whole face was so animated. Yeah. Yeah. I just say watermelon, watermelon. Did you know that? If you don't know the words, just go watermelon. (laughs) Watermelon. But I would also say that um, she, I don't know if I would want to be associated with RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, come on. If everything... Uh, you're the drag queen that was on RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, I think, but if you notice, she never mentioned once that she was on that show. No, but why? I mean, it's not exactly a lucrative business unless you're the best of the best, right? And so why wouldn't you want that on your resume? Well, drag has become such a... It's a, a it's drag. A drag. <laughs> it's not like, but I think you said last week, the drag has taken on so many different... It's a whole. It's a whole new. It's dra- a whole new world. The drag that I grew up with was some scary shit. It was like <laughs> not cute, not cute. And I want to know where do they get those tapes that they all like? For anybody that hasn't been to a drag show, it's like they'll play a tape and they'll lip sync like a quarter of a song, and then they'll cut to quotes from weird movies and they start acting out the quotes and then they go back to the song. It's actually a very bizarre thing and we just accept it we don't ask questions we don't ask where the sound clips are from we don't ask what they're doing it's like a whole psychotic episode you're getting real excited because i don't i don't understand and and there's more performing now but when i grew up that was all they did was those weird things i will tell you what this is i would never live with a drag queen i did it once it was a nightmare experience (laughs) hair wigs 3 a.m makeup tutorials like just tape, I would have tape to, and powder everywhere. And it was like they were going out to the club, and I was like, "This just isn't." I would, I would not live with the drag queen because of the fact that it is so complex. Yeah, I mean that stuff is just everywhere. Drag droppings—that's <laughs> what they call them. But I remember this drag, the, like it was just so, so much. It takes hours. So, yeah, but anyway, they're a whole production now. It's Especially, a- Balcone has, like, tapped into it. For anybody that doesn't know Balcone, I don't know what it was before. It opened a couple months ago. It's sort like- of like a long, like, ro- railroad apartment-type bar. Like, it's kind of a long, narrow thing. But at the end of it is a stage... That has good lighting. I mean, good there's, lighting. There's like lights that go there's with a the balcony music. over it, so you can watch from the balcony. You can like rain dollars down if you like the show. And every every night, there's two shows, at least two shows. I think there's an eight and a ten o'clock. And the and the, these are not like I said before, the shoddy drag queens doing the weird tapes like on a stage. And but you said they're doing a whole performance. There's backup dancers. There's props. There's choreography. Like last night, there were. Um, puppets. Puppets. I didn't. I didn't know if she was going somewhere with the puppets. I don't think that that. Didn't and there come. was a tambourine, and it gave it to the the white boy. The white, like, don't hand the tambourine to the white boy. I, he was he was doing good though, for a little bit. I noticed those those beats, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, bless his heart. 
everybody just gets to perform. <laughs> Britta's on Ozempic. She said she lost 60 pounds 60 in pounds. six months. Well, bless her heart. This message has been brought to you by Ozempic. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Talk to your doctor. May cause excessive diarrhea. Oh my god! Explosive shits. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you remember Olean? Do you remember the miracle oil? No. In the late nineties, it was so. I I don't know where it came from. It was this oil they discovered that they could fry it like potato chips in. That had like no fat because and it had no fat because your body couldn't digest it. So what happened was. You would get the whole bag of Orlean. chips. Olean. You would get a whole bag of chips and you would eat the whole bag because the whole bag was like, I don't know, 500 calories. And then a couple hours later, you would shit your brains out. Just take, it would just go. And I mean, there were warnings on the bag. They, it, the warning was may cause like leaky anus or so, leaky asshole or something like that. <laughs> wow. And they had to stop selling. I don't know what happened, but it was taken off the market. It was like not. It was not okay. People were just shitting their brains out, leaking asses everywhere. Leaky asses. Well, that's what's happened with those Zempek. So okay. we've come a long way in the, in the weight loss We journey. have come a long way. So me and today, so Britta Filter, apparently she performs at hardware. Yeah. Well, it's, it's this, I mean, they all have like their little circuit, right? But hardware is owned by... The owners, they own hardware, balconies, pieces, and another one, Playhouse. Playhouse. And they have a signature candle sense. That's what, that's why we learned uh, that. Everybody says the candle business. <laughs> well, what does talk- the Playhouse one smell like? I don't know. Probably ass. Um, no. Remember that candle I showed? Uh, there was, it is so funny how a candle can take you back. Remember, Mike, he was like, this candle reminds me of when I dated this guy. (laughs) Who had like B.O. or something. And I was like, it smells like dirt to me. I love this candle. It is the line. I don't don't even know the line, but it is so good. I love the the one that's earth. It smells like dirt. So today we went and got our hair cut before we are leaving for Indiana at Trim's. Barbershop, our boy Johnny, he loves to give those haircuts. Everybody thinks he's staring out the window. He's not staring out the window. <laughs> he's not staring out the window. He, he is staring out the window. He's staring. Maybe he's coming up with the next great idea of a haircut. All the gays come to him. Famous people go set. He's like, oh, that guy. There's some CNNers. And there's some other people that come and pop in to see um, Johnny give those cuts. It's on what street is it's 9th Avenue and 50th. Yeah, that sounds right. So today we're getting our hair cut. Trimmed. Trimmed. And their handle is at trimmed HK, like Hell's Kitchen. Tell Johnny we sent you. He won't care, but just tell him anyway. He won't give you a discount, <laughs> but he will. Lo- he knows all the. He knows all the gossip. He knows it all. So, anyways, so today we went and got her hair cut. It was amazing. Thank you, Johnny, for giving us nice cuts and making us look real city before we go back to the corn, the country of corn. 
So we um we have a show and tell. We do? Yeah. Do you want to talk about my honey took me on a date this weekend? So sweet, you guys. Oh yeah. So there's this show, Santa's Secret. Where do we go to dinner? Let's talk about dinner. Well, first of all, so I got tickets to this show, which we'll talk about as part of the non-gifting Christmas gift. And I made reservations at... I felt like so loved. I felt so... You like, you know, we talk and we see a therapist. You and I see a therapist. And why do we see a therapist? Because you're batshit crazy. No, I think it's anybody that's in a relationship should see a therapist. It's a 45-minute time a week to check in with each other. I feel okay talking about it because I think that more couples should be intentional. We've seen some really good things. Like, I think we... we when did we start going to therapy? Uh, after we moved. When we moved in together and we were, like, fighting. We were kind of... Ad- like, I think it's just normal. Nobody teaches you how to fight with people, right? That's why nobody... That's why families are dysfunctional. Because nobody teaches you how to... You, you think you, you should know how to do it, but you sure. don't. And I think our biggest thing is how do we experience every, both people come in with trauma from their previous, and it's all being acted out. And so like today, I think there was something, there was a situation where I could see you getting triggered. And then I was like, which which, the first time, (laughs) the second time or the third time? No, it was about the thing. Like I needed you to purchase that thing. Oh yeah. And you were like, I bought tickets to this thing. You tripped a fuse. And you just, I think that was in a previous trauma thing that was getting set off. Because I'm like, it's just like a $20 thing. I just need you to go, like, I was just like, but then I was, but anyways, we won't get into the detail of it. But it was just really interesting. And we, like, it wasn't like a, a huge thing. But I think it's it's teaching us a new way to communicate with each other. So anyway, Santa's secret. So... Well, one of the things I was going to say is I'll say I really need my partner to be like proactive in planning stuff. And you were, I still want to know what is on February the, on my calendar. Oh, you'll never know. There is like a mystery thing, you guys, on my calendar. He's planning something, but it just lets me know. That's before we go see Ani DeFranco or after. Before, I think. Okay, so... But anyways, so you planned a Christmas extravaganza gift, non-gift, which is Santa's secret. We went, so let's talk about where we went for dinner. So we went to Chisiamo, which is in Hudson Yards. How do you spell that? C-I. C-I. And then S-I-A-M-O. S-I-A-M-O. You guys, it's in Hudson Yards. It's good. I think, I th- so it's so funny. We were talking about this the other day, how we don't have normal dining experiences anymore. Like for whatever reason, we we can't sit down and have like two or three courses or like an app and a meal. And it's mm-hmm. like, we just, I don't have the appetite for it. So we ended up getting one app and one entree and splitting it. And it was good. But I think there was probably other things on the menu. But like I said, I don't want like a ribeye and... A I don't salad like to eat and br- like yeah. So if we move to Indiana, it's gonna be a, the, a small plates are gonna be. We're gonna irritate people because I don't want to order a bunch of food. That's fine. 
I like it small. So we had what it was like a quiche, but it was, it was like a, some kind of torta. So it was like a like a pastry shell with onions that it, they had clearly been like caramelized for hours. It they was were so like good, so sweet and soft with balsamic it was vinegar and heavy, and a bunch of cheeses on top. Yeah, and then we had um, a rigatoni dish that was again just it was some sort of like cacio pepe or carbonara, almost very heavy. Um, and then some guancale, guanciale. I guess it was so good. So we went there and then we walked on over to uh, Santa Secret. So I got these tickets a couple weeks ago because some friend, my friend Qua and his uh partner, had, Are they had husbands gone. or partners? No, I think um, who ironically is from Indiana. Yeah, I think there's a history and they both were kind of like, we don't, we don't feel the need to be married. Um, but they're very much a couple. So anyway, so they went and it looked fun. So I got tickets. So it's basically like a Christmas variety show in a, in a tent that's made to be like a speakeasy. Well, so the whole vibe is in, like, all right, so you walk in and there's a couple interactive stations. There's like the Virgin Mary, there's um, a snow globe, there's a nutcracker. And they're all like kind of telling stories. And there's the hot guy son. The there's a lumberjack with his shirt off and like a like a flannel, like wood. I don't know that hat. Like that your lumberjack mouth, woodsman you're hat. To, your little little lips are going puckering up. All your senses are being titillated. There's like some cider when you walk in, some candy. So anyway, you sit down, and it's like a like a I don't know like two hour variety show. And there is this woman. So the the, what the woman that starts it, yeah, what's her name? Inyang Basie. Okay, you have to spell that for the folks back home. I will, and I'll look it up in a second. But so she, like, uh, I don't know where she's from. I think she said she was from the Caribbean. So like, tall brown woman, curvy, wearing these giant goofy like seventies glasses and a, oh. like a gold lame cape. And she's just, her voice is like, like chocolate lava cake, just like gooey and so like good, indulgent. And, and she just, she sang these like island, like vibe Christmas songs. And it was amazing. She and was so she good. did some that were not. Yeah. She did some other songs. But it wasn't that she was like, she, it wasn't that she had the best voice, but she had a Bjork voice. I'm not going to say Bjork, but she had a really her, great... Her voice was like an instrument. Yeah, but Bjork sounds like a cat being poked. <laughs> I love Bjork's voice. I do too, but this is not a Bjork vibe. Okay, well, she was good, you guys. Um, Yeah, just amazing. And she like stopped and told stories, and she was funny. She was making jokes about how... like. If she could buy stock and cocaine, she would for New Year's because everybody in New York is doing coke on New Year's. She was Except just us. She we was just really funny. So and then and then there were like different acts. So there was like kind of like a um, lumberjack, Virgin Mary striptease. There was the Nutcracker took his clothes off and did like a pole dance. Um, it was amazing. There was lots of so much fun nipples. Um, mm. Yeah, Dirty Martini, if you know her, kind of a burlesque dancer. She like shows so her boobs God. and like pasties a lot. Um, and it's a vi- the whole thing is a vibe. You kind of forget that you're in a tent in Hudson Yards because it's so fun. It feels like you're at the Elks Club. <laughs> it 
kind of like Oxlade. white. It's a little like white trash. I do wish they that they had like an underground space because my one complaint was it was kind of like 50, 70% of the room had taken the train in from Jersey. And I'm not cracking on people from Jersey because that used to be me. But if you know those people that take the, the bridge and tunnel people, they're a vibe and it's not the one that you want to be in on a Saturday night. Right. So um, lots of straight mm. basic people <laughs> no offense to my straight friends but these were the basic ones not the cool ones like but you guys. it was so i would say there was like it was overall that was a hit yeah i said if we dinner was if we're not here next year i will come back and i want to buy like 15 tickets and bring all our friends so we just can like sit up front so and have good. a good time yeah there's a the drag queen there's a drag queen who did like half the show. She kind of like emceed it. She was the, like the story was about her. Yeah. Oh, right. There was a story, <laughs> but there's secret. You wrote down a secret and there was like, yeah, they somebody, asked, they asked people to write down secrets. Somebody said, I'm having read. sex with my boyfriend's best friend who's sitting right next to me, <laughs> which that could have came from the table behind us. Yeah. Who else? Somebody said, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend after this after this show. <laughs> and he doesn't know it. And he doesn't know it. I mean, that just lots of secrets. Mm-hmm. Well. So that was fun. It was so good. So. Oh, so anyway, Inyang Basie, I-N-Y-A-N-G. I, I was looking at her Instagram. So God. And I replied to a story and I said, you were amazing. Such a gift. And she wrote back. What did she say? She said, thank you. Such an honor to sing through um advin i don't know what that is uh but i'm so ready to crash out come one one happy new year stay tuned for music release and more non-xmas shows next year she's amazing we'll go see her because she deserves support love and adoration she considers herself a shaman songstress that sounds right whatever that is i'm into it well she's she's good so anyways okay you guys, we saw Saltburn. It's streaming on, is that, what? what is it streaming on? Prime, I think. Amazon Prime. You guys, you have to see this. I loved it. Have you ever sniffed? It's, I mean, have you ever <laughs> sniffed your friend's underwear? <laughs> I've never sniffed my friend's underwear. But, I mean, it's kind of one of those things about, so God, kind of a mind fuck. It's it's so good. What what did you think? I I loved it. I loved everything from the story to the way that it was filmed. It's like, how do I say it? Just so absurd. Like Saltburn is like this like estate that this guy's family lives at, and everything is over the top. Like, but not. It's not so over the top that it's laughable. It's just over well, the but top. But don't tell the end. I'm not telling anything. It's just costumes and like characters. It's just like, uh, it's so watchable. So you kind fun. of feel bad for his character. I think like, well, I don't want to say because I might give it away. Yeah, but no it's spoilers. definitely worth the watch. Maybe we'll give it some rest and when people have had some time to watch it. It was about like passion and like desire and very like antisocial personality tendencies it you know what it was a little like this won't give away too much but it'll give them a little bit of a hint like the talented mr ripley right that was like that kind of relationship but it was also like 
like an obses- obsessive love of like a friend and you just know something's about to fall apart right yeah it's like the great gatsby yeah how so kind of well he's poor mm. but you anyways you guys that is the show you guys i was watching i need to go back and watch the last 15 minutes i keep on falling asleep there's a three-part series called a storm of the century it was shot i believe in the early 90s maybe mid 90s it's a stephen king show if you need something to kind of it's a little thought provoking but it's really good it's about these people there's a storm happening and they have to make some really dark decisions so you guys if you get a chance i would definitely 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 see storm of the century so we need to talk about songs that make you sing so i actually have two for my me and radio or not me and radio that's my old band um talk sex with dick radio when we saw Britta Filter, she performed. There was somebody who covered the song, but Otis Redding's Try a Little Tenderness. Oh, that is so, such a good roadmap of a song. It's just so, so good. So good. So that one, I felt very nostalgic. And then another one that I, th- I just love is the song by Brandy. The boy is mine. Mm. I was walking through the lobby, taking the dog out, and that was playing, and I was like, oh, the song's so good. So we're going to add it to the list. John Anthony, do you have one? Yeah, mine was um, Rosalia La Fama. So I didn't Mm. know Rosalia until like sometime last year. Like five of my friends all posted stories at the concert at the same time. And I was like, she just did a cover with Bjork. She did a song with Bjork. So the song La Fama, it's her in the weekend. Apparently the second song she did with weekend or she did a, a remix of a weekend song. But anyway, she performed this one with him. Um, and it's real good. It's a bachata. And I don't know what that means other than bachat. It's like a Dominican dance song. Not a dance song, but like a song and a dance. Um, Yeah, it's real good. She is so, so good. Oh, she was in New York yesterday. Apparently she was spotted. um, I have two fun facts. She was spotted in Central Park wearing um, these cute little like horns and a peacoat. And you kind of have to see it to understand why it's cute. It's like cute. I said horns and you were like, that sounds weird. But no, it looked kind of cute. Um, like antlers? No, like two little, like just two little tiny black horns. Because um, she's worshiping the devil. I knew you were going to go there, but I don't know if that's <laughs> the case or not. Well, but she, I, she was walking around 10 blocks from us yesterday and we didn't even know it. Um, she's and then, good. I, 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 I've been dabbling in her a little bit. Oh, my other fun fact, and we actually learned this a couple months ago, and I forgot, or weeks ago, somebody was telling us. Oh, somebody was telling me at Pocket 57 Bar. She's dating the guy from, oh, damn, what's the show called? The Chef. The um, Bear. The Bear. She's dating Chef. Who was also in um, that movie. I don't, yeah, 
I know, I know which one of those. People think he's real sexy. I don't think he is actually. It's just like the Adam, what's his name, and he Adam was, Driver. Yeah. Oh, I like Adam oh. Driver though. He is. He's not cute to me. Mm. Not my type. But I like weird. As as well as you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You put a ring on it. <laughs> so, um, you guys, Rosalia. And the other the song is, I didn't put it on here, but um, Lie Like You Mean It's such a fun song. Probably. Is that a Rosalia song? Yeah. Well, that's get the one. one or the other. Which one do you want for well, the I audience? Well, I put La Fama on, and that's like, it's, you know the, those songs that you like, when they're on your AirPods, you kind of like move a little differently when you're walking down the street. You think you're like, there's a spotlight she on you. one. Yeah. I like, I like her music. She did something with Arca. Two. Mm, I don't know who that is. Who's like a transgender uh, Venezuelan artist, I think. That's where. I think she did something with uh, La Pimienta. Lita Pimiento? Yeah, Lita Pimiento. Yeah. Yeah. Who's so good, you guys. Apparently, she's retiring. We've been trying to get him to pronounce that correctly I, for you know, the past year and a half. When I get to Mexico, my, my Spanish just. Does it? Okay, so her name is Lita Pimiento. And he'll get in a in a cab, right? And he'll be like, "Do you know little And they're like, "What?" <laughs> and then he's like, "You know that singer?" And they and like they don't speak English. They don't know what he's saying. And it's like it, it's awkward for everyone. I mean, she good. So, anyways, we love Rosalia. Wishing her all the best in her twenty twenty four. Well, so this takes us to the what we are here to talk about in rethinking relationships. We are talking about travel, letting go, moving forward, and being open. Juanito, we are traveling as a married couple. Married couple. The first time that we've ever traveled together. Tomorrow morning. When the clock strikes 5.30, I'll be saying to you, it's time to get to the airport. <laughs> it's so funny how we travel. How am I as a traveler? Neurotic. How so? It, like your airport thing. I, I have a, I, listen, I've, okay, been travel, guys... I've traveled almost a million miles in, for work over the past 20 years. And I have a formula. You work backwards from departure time. You need it's you board thirty minutes before departure. Okay. And you need to be there an hour before that. And then you need to factor in your travel you guys, time. We have like global entry. And you want to be at the airport like three hours before I, the flight takes okay. off for a domestic flight to Indiana. Okay. Can I talk about what I love about the airport? What? I love going to the airport. I love showing up. Two hours before. The only thing to there's two things to love about the airport. One is like you can have a beer at nine a.m. The other is people watching. I love to go to the airport, and I love to. We're not even checking bags. No, we're gonna bring our um, nondescript duffel bags. Nondescript duffel bags, and we're gonna be hopping on the plane, and we'll be going through TSA. I don't even think we need to go and say hello to the little people at the part front where you. Say you? hello to the little people. I mean, not the little people. The like the people that work the reception, the like the check-in desk. Yes. Yeah, no, we just. I just kind of want to go there and say, "I'm here. I'm letting you know that I know." <laughs> hi, hi, it's me. 
I'm here. I, I'm here. And I love going and I love having a moment at the airport. It's like breakfast at Tiffany's where you just show up and it feels so good. And then you go through the TSA and we just were on that plane. I, lo- like, I love that meme that's like the airport is a, is a lawless place. You can have a beer at 9 a.m. You can sleep on the floor and potato chips cost $15. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So then we go to the airport and I love just going looking through the gift shop. And after you go through the gift shop, then you maybe get a, a light for your book so that you can read it. I used to have a like compulsive problem in airports, which was buying gadgets at the electronics store. Oh, I, I would like say something in the bathroom, yeah. tap, tap in my foot. No, I'm, I'm way too nervous for that kind of stuff in an airport. Um, I know it happens. It happens. I had an ex that he used to, he had like a, a masturbate in the airport bathroom thing. Like who? The, the crazy Sicilian. Oh yeah. Oh, there was some things with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, so I would buy like, expensive headphones every t- like something like that every time i went were you just feeling overwhelmed probably and you just need to buy something new some like transference kind of <laughs> sounds like we're sitting in that same situation you're just always having something delivered to the to the apartment well i am an online shop well so i love going to the airport and having a moment having breakfast getting to the the waiting area, it's never never long enough. And I love being there. And as we go through, saying hello to the person who greets us, and then saying hello to the people as we sit in our nice seats tomorrow. You make it sound like you're like Princess Di. I mean, they <laughs> are nice to me. I am just so nice to them. And then we will be heading to Indiana, traveling as a married couple. So beautiful. So um, we're going to be going to Indiana. There's things that are going to happen in Indiana. Like what? Well, um, yes, lots of people will probably be using crystal meth. But I think this is about new beginnings for the new year. Mm. We're going to go there. It's a four-day trip. What are you hoping to get out of that for yourself? Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We're figuring out if we want to live there or not. And it's kind of like as long as I don't hate it and feel really, really turned off, then I think it's it's a good move. Yeah, let's put our intention. If I get like gay bashed and like the no, food's crap. No, have been there before. And uh, yeah, then and the, and the well, apartments are crap, then, then, it's not. then we'll rethink it. I'm so excited for us to just go. So we have a day of getting there. We're going to do some business stuff. If we move, I'm doing my own podcast and it's going to be like, do you know what the fuck I saw today? Like, it's going to be just. (laughs) We'll put a little segment in. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Because I think I'm going to see some things there that are going to blow my mind. I mean, we're going to go look at some apartments. We also, we went and test drove a car today. That's really our... These cars are so nice. I have a car thing. You do. That's like that. My ex gave that to. He didn't give me herpes. He gave me a car fetish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as incurable and annoying. Well, <laughs> I have never had one, but I think if we. So we've been thinking about leasing or buying, 
and everybody's saying lease the car. Well, you can get a nicer car. Um, that's it. Everybody <laughs> says a that little, they start. Well, here's the thing: is I don't, start, I don't know if electric is going to like have new technology in a couple years. So, well, like, do you want to own a car that's that like is going to be outdated? Although we know people that have had a Tesla for like what six or seven years, and they they have no issue with it whatsoever. So yeah. Well, so let's talk about, so we're going there with the intention of maybe possibly thinking about moving there. Yeah. Oh, I assumed you had already talked about this on the show. I think for me, I have to make the decision about the people that I want to reintegrate into my life there. Mm. I have like my core people that I'm friends with, right? These are colleagues, but there are some people that I just don't know that I want to reintegrate into my life. But here's how it works. You get like a trial when you go back. Everybody wants to hang out at least once. And then you, you decide. Is it gonna You're going to see those people. And what what's going to happen? Me? Well, there are people that we go back and we see every time. Yeah. And then and you, you, you'll know then. Is that like a regular I mean, friend absolutely. or is that there, a once every once a year friend? No. Those are people that I like st- have stayed in touch with ever since I've left. Okay. But then there's people that I kind of associate with. But I've tried to reach out to some people that are on my Facebook friends group. My Facebook friends group. They're people that I've friended, but they're not people... And then there's those bridges that were burned. What does that mean? Like people you've never met, but you're They've Facebook friends They've never met. With? Like there's somebody, I was like trying to ta- talk to them and I'm like, oh, why am I trying? And then there's those people that I used to be friends with. I moved away and those, br- those relationships were severed. Mm. So I don't, do we just leave those in the. That's for you to decide. I, I think that I may leave those. I just have my work friend. I like reached out to the gay group on my work Slack channel. Yeah. And found and ended up talking to a really nice guy that lives there. And I decided he's going to be my new best friend. So I was like, basically told him he's going to come meet us for drinks. And he's, yeah, he's we're going to get to know some people. I'm so excited. So one day we're going to look at apartments. Brian, Brian, if you, if we ever become like besties and you go back and listen to all the podcasts, this is before we met. Before you met, Brian. I mean, I wonder as a couple, will we make couple friends? Yeah. I mean, we're going to, it's going to be a a learning thing. Because I don't need you just walking up to people at the bar and striking up conversations. I'm not. That's going to piss me off. Well, I'm just not going to hang. I mean, that's not where we're hanging out. Mm. I think that it's going to be a different experience living there versus living here. Well, obviously. But I think at the end of the day, it is about us doing something for our relationship. This isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about us building a future together. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I think that this is a good, this is a good thing. How do you feel? Uh, I'm excited about it. I think I, I, you know, I have a theory that, um, one of the, the, one of the things that you get out of New York for all the money you pay is, is just ego rights. It's I don't just need bragging. Those. I I know, but I think like a lot of people, if you like really get into people and, and you and you talk to them about why they're here and why they won't leave, they're going to tell you like there's so much to do and they love the people and they're going to give you all these reasons, and then at the end of the day, it's going to be 
yeah, we go to the same three restaurants and the same three bars and I don't do anything new. And I just love being here because I have a big fucking ego about it. I just think I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I think if we go back, it's going to be very intentional about the way that we're going to be living our lives. Well, that's the whole point. And I think it's not going to feel like we're living in an apartment. Yeah. That we're paying X amount of dollars for because, you know, that's what you do here. And, you know, somebody said something really shitty to me. They were like, oh, Indiana. I don't know, you guys. We're going to let it go and move past. We are moving forward in 2024. John Anthony. Mm Mm-hmm. What is it that you want our goal to be for our, we've set up our financial future. Yeah. What do we want to do differently in 2024 than what we did in 2023? Well, listen, I'm 46 and and that retirement off ramp is like fast approaching. So for me, it's like we we're going to build some wealth and make some financial decisions now or it's never going to happen because you can't have that here. No, I don't think there are people that build wealth here, but I think like take a look around, it's not a lot of them. It's not everybody. It's not what? It's not a lot of it's not everybody. It's not a lot of people. And that's no offense to people that are like doing well or not doing well and and doing the struggle. Like more power to you, but we're in a position where we we don't we don't need to be What's the saying? Struggling? <laughs> yeah. Keeping I, up with the Joneses. Like, I don't... It doesn't... Well, there's a whole different type of Joneses in Indiana. Well, I don't care about that. The Joannes. I grew up in a snotty, upper-class town. I've well, played the I game before. I think we should make... And so I know how to lose. This year, <laughs> half of it is going to be... So we're having our wedding... in March and then we're moving potentially March, April and then May I think that's going to be a different situation for us Yeah. so why do you think that couples so this is the thing I think that it's I think I was telling you this the other day I dated somebody and they said to me you know, couples just are looking for projects and then they have kids and then, you know, they do all these things and eventually they just don't like each other anymore. Well, I think there's some truth to that. I think it's really easy to sort of do a thing after the thing after the thing and just keep yourselves distracted. Are we distracted? No, because th- <laughs> I said, I said, like, I, I, I said that like I had a big explanation, but I don't, but I don't think so. I think so. Um, what, what makes our relationship different from the distracted relationships? Well, there's substance outside of those things. And those things came after the fact, right? I was in a relationship in my twenties and we had moved like three or four times and like every move was like a big decorating project. And we spent so much time just doing the things that we never even stopped to like realize like we just didn't really, I don't think we liked each other. Do we do that? No. What's different for us versus that? Well, like I said, we have like substance outside of those things. We Mm -hmm. had like a lot of other things going on for us. I'm just like, I think I look to the future as a way of like looking for like, so I believe like our relationship. So there's like, there's, there's kind of preparation 
there's the work stage, there's the harvest stage, then there's the rest stage. So work, preparation, work, harvest, rest. Work happens twice? No. <laughs> preparation, work, oh, okay. harvest, rest. So you are preparing the ground. You're, oh, it's, yeah, preparation, you're planting, which is preparation, then you're waiting, planting and waiting, you're harvesting, and then you're resting. Okay. Does that make sense? Enough. What stage are we in? I don't know. Are we in the rest stage? I don't think we're in a rest stage. I think like when we move, we are going to be in a rest stage. No, we're not. We're going to be in a, there's going to be a lot to be done when we move. Okay. We got to make, make some friends. We got to figure out our routines. I got to find a new gym. There's a lot of things that are going to happen. Oh, you want to spend all that money on the gym membership? Well, I think I might like to go back to powerlifting and training again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I support that. Today, I was walking down the street. I said, what did I say to you? About your piano. Oh, that I should start playing piano. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important. We need to invest in those things. Yeah. We need to, I think this is the thing. So what do we want to let go of in our 2023? What are we not bringing with us into 2024? I, so I don't know how to answer that directly, but one of the things that I hate about being here is like, we're all having the same shared experience. Like everybody I've known for the past, like 20 years that lives in the area, like we're, we're I see, I still see them. We're at the same bars. We're at the same restaurants. I see my ex, like, I'm excited to be somewhere where like people that I have history with do not ha are not having the same experience with me anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think so often, I think it's like what people are so scared of making changes that they don't see guarantees out of. Yeah. People don't want to take risks. I think well, that's what you're trying to say. I think we need to make some risk. I'm pretty risk adverse. I I do big things, but I plan them. You're very impulsive. And I'm not though. You're not impulsive, impulsive. I will contingency plan for like months and then I impulsively go ahead and do the thing. But it's not scary because I've already like played it out. So our relationship, I wanna lean into I wanna lean out of I wanna break any cycled pattern, right? So like today, I could have gotten really upset with you. I could have gotten really pissed and been like, what, what? I don't understand what it is. But then I was like, he's having a trauma moment. So let me just let that not push it and talk about it later. Right? There are two options to pull here. We're always going to get the same option if we're pulling the same lever. So maybe I want to break our cycled, any cycled patterns to break them so that we are moving into a place of empowering each other. 
That's what I want for us this year. So the last part is about being open. That's where we're kind of leaving this today. So where do we go to be open? What, what are you asking? Just like how do we be more open to these changes that are going to happen? Well, you have to be specific when you're talking to your gay Hell's Kitchen audience about being open. I mean, what is being open? <laughs> being open is the side to, to say, I'm going to do what doesn't feel comfortable. Sure. Right? Like, I'm going to be open to this experience. When you get on that plane with me tomorrow and we land in a place that is not Hawaii, I want your heart to be open to being there. Yeah, I'm not always open. You know that saying like, "Oh, I know everything you everything you want is on the other side of fear." I'm like, "Fuck that!" Like, don't don't tell me I have to go do difficult things to be happy. I don't think that's true. Like, I think you can be te- be content and happy with the things that you have and the things that you know and you understand without having to take big risks. But I think being open maybe in this context is a little different. So I think maybe there's some ways that we can. I think it's just being open to things and saying, I, I, so here's the thing. Chicago is always three hours away. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're not just, we're not stuck there. We can leave. Mm -hmm. And maybe we do. Maybe I don't know that I ever want to come back and live in New York city. Well, maybe. Let's just leave that door open. We'll leave it open, but that door's like one that's kind of, I've did that. But maybe I get to Indiana. Maybe this thing happens and I say, you know what? I'm not doing that. And I just want you to be open to that new change that could take place. That could lead us into... A place of growth because at the end of the day the people that are living here paying astronomical amounts of rent and they're telling us like well what are you what are you leaving for i mean carol and her boo what did they say to us they were like we get it and we support it we we get it. it And we support it. Why Why did they get it and support it? Well, maybe because she's a financial planner. So she's got sure. a different perspective. I think a lot. I don't think this play. I think, but she's lived all over the world. She's she's very much about like, go do the thing that like you, that maybe you didn't, you don't understand or you don't know what it's about, but you're curious. She's like, just go do mm. the thing. So I guess the part is, is people struggle because this is the thing. People struggle because I don't think they're holding on to the idea of what makes them happy. I think in New York, a lot of things happen to you. Mm-hmm. Your seamless thing happened to you. It's like, every day. It's a struggle. Just I can't. Things happen to you that are really outside of your control. And I know that's life, but it's a little excessive in New York. There's I mean, just shit I that just, you have to deal with on a day-to-day. Like after a long day, I don't want to sit and have cold food coming to my house. And it's the pile on of the bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. And I deal with... We all do. But I want my life to be more easier. 
and when I want it to be complex and different, then I just go. So let's make that commitment this year, Juanito. For things to be easy. Just not easy, but to be open to new changes, to break cycles, to say we're not living in that space. Mm-hmm. So the good gay guidance. What's the good gay guidance? I don't know. Well, let's bring it home. For 2024. So often we are enticed by the things that we don't have. When everything that we need is generally right here in front of us. And I think in relationships, we're always kind of looking for that next thing, that n- that car, that promotion, that it takes us out of the experience of living. And wherever we are, whether it's here in New York or an hour and 20 minute flight away in the state of Indiana, you are the home that I live in. That's nice. So that's my good gay guidance. Um, what's what's yours, Juanito? Well, I mean, you you made me think of something, right? The the you said something about relationships. We've talked about this before. Like, why do, why don't why can't people settle down, or why why can't people find what they're looking for? And I have a theory that it's this illusion of options. There's an illusion. It's the grinder, the scruff, the yeah. snippies, the 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 cheesecake factory the menu. <laughs> it is the cheese. Sometimes we don't need a cheesecake factory menu. No. What we need is we need it in Ardesia. And that's the, that's what's going on with me in New York. Those people that work there are not nice. We we we're here because we have this illusion of like of options of we can do anything we want. So we don't ask, what do we want to do? We ask, what can we do? And I think we're going to start asking what, what do we want to do a little bit What do we want to do? I, you know, I want to be able to get in the car and listen to Ani DeFranco's dilate. I can't wait to have a car again. I was so happy to get rid of my car, but now the the thought of having one again, we should have, we yeah, a lot of thinking gets Mm -hmm. done in the car. Maybe we should. I should have just moved to Jersey. Oh my! Don't please don't go there. <laughs> All I'm saying that would is, have been a really wonderful financial decision, but that that home had history and ghosts for me. The ghosts. I'm trying not to move. It's the just the ghost, ghost of Hell's Kitchen. We will not name the ghost of Hell's Kitchen, but sure. I just think it's like really good. I'm really really excited, and if the ghost of Hell's Kitchen is listening, we wish you. <laughs> A great year in 2024, right? Yeah. So that's a good gay guidance, you guys. Not always looking for the option, but looking at what what is what is the possibilities. Only you can change your patterns and cycles. So we want to thank our sponsor, Lake Rising Therapy, for sponsoring and making this available. So if you're in the New York area, feel free to reach out to pair you with a good therapist. So um, 
Thank you for listening. We wish everybody a happy holiday and a good new year. My name is Dr. Richard Mills Mellingham, and with my hubs here, John Anthony. And you have been listening to Talk Sex with Dick.